Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 2 of the God and My Girlfriends podcast. I'm your host, Marsha Ramirez, and I have some amazing special guests this season, and we're going to dive into some topics that will help us all learn how to nurture our spiritual lives, nurture our friendships, and nurture ourselves. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, Marsha here. I hope you're all enjoying the beautiful fall weather. It's been absolutely perfect here in Nashville, and I spent all weekend uh, making sure my house looks like fall vomited on it. <laughs> Look, I know that's an awful thing to say, but you know what I mean. I I, I love the holidays. And I love decorating for the holidays. And and some friends of mine pointed out a few years ago that you can actually decorate your house for fall and leave it up for like two or three months and enjoy all the colors and the scents and everything that comes with it. But when you decorate for Christmas, you only get like a month, maybe six weeks tops. But fall, I mean, you can start... Technically, you can put this stuff up. According to my friend Rob Harris, we can start September 1st (laughs) and you leave it up till Thanksgiving. So that's September, October, November. That's three, almost three months that you can enjoy your fall, um, fall holiday decoration. So that's my goal. I'm late this year. It's mid-October because I've been out on tour. And so I'm a little late, but I had fun doing it this weekend. Got me a lot of mums and pumpkins and all that stuff. But speaking of touring, um, I'm heading back out on the road with Christopher and the gang next week. Uh, for, for those of you that don't know, I tour with um, Christopher Cross, an amazing 80s pop star, st- still an amazing artist. And um, next week, we're going to finish out the last two weeks of our 2021 tour. If you see us coming to a city near you, I promise you will love the show. So come to one of the shows if you can. Uh, Christopher puts on a fantastic show, and I promise you'll just be like melting at the songs, beautiful songs. Someone messaged me the other day and asked why I took a two-week break in the middle of the tour, and uh, the answer is simple, for my physical and mental well-being. It, It took me many years to learn to listen to my body and set healthy limits for myself But I'm finally learning how to do that and not feel guilty about it. Um, Everyone has their own limits, and I think it's really super important to acknowledge that and love yourself enough to give yourself breaks when you need it. Now, look, I realize uh, it sounds kind of privileged that I say, oh, I'm just decided to take a a two-week break in the middle of the tour. I know I'm super-duper lucky that my boss gives me the freedom to do that. Not everyone has a job where you can go to your boss and say, hey, um, I only want to work here and I want to take a break here. So yes, I'm extremely blessed to have that option with my work. But my point here is that we all need to find ways to listen to our bodies and honor the limits that it's asking us to, especially when it comes to mental health. The thing is, when our physical bodies need a break, they will literally stop us in our tracks. I mean, our physical limits are obvious to us and to others at times. And if we don't take care of ourselves, we will literally end up sick in bed. 
But our mental health, when that starts declining, it's it's easy for us to cover up and it's harder for others to see. And so we will push ourselves way beyond what we should sometimes. Eventually, though, that's going to show up in some way. Either it may look like um, unbridled emotional outbursts, a nervous breakdown, a panic attack, daily anxiety that we can't get a hold of. It can look in a variety of ways. Our mental health is so, so, so important. And that's one reason I asked our guest to come on the podcast this week because she is an expert in both physical and mental health. I met Dr. Leslie Shu several years ago, and she has walked me personally through several physical health issues. And I know she's helped many of my friends with both physical and emotional well-being. Dr. Leslie opened her holistic practice in 2009 with the express purpose of helping people feel better both physically and emotionally by embracing a gentle, natural approach to self-care. After a 16-year career educating at-risk adolescents with learning disabilities like ADHD and depression, Dr. Leslie blended her degrees in education and professional counseling with her love of natural health care to enlighten others about the benefits of a holistic lifestyle. Dr. Leslie earned her PhD in natural health sciences with extensive study and dissertation on the gut-brain connection. She is a certified life strategies coach, a holistic wellness coach, and is trained in hemispheric integration. It's a form of neuro-linguistic programming. Sounds fancy, right? She also has additional training in EFT, which stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. It allows patients to process trauma and anxiety through a safe, natural, physiological technique. She specializes also in intestinal health, brain function, stress management, and holistic approaches to adrenal fatigue and anxiety. Her own personal journey gives her a unique perspective and understanding of her clients' challenges and frustrations. You're going to hear a little bit about her story in our interview. She's passionate about assisting those that are struggling with unwanted, unexplained, and debilitating health challenges. And she has just started a new 12-week program called Freedom, which is all about helping those with chronic anxiety finally break free from that debilitating cycle. And we're going to hear all about that. So without further ado, y'all get ready for this wonderful, informative, and inspiring interview with my friend, Dr. Leslie Shu. Hello, Dr. Leslie. How are you? I'm doing great, Marcia. I'm so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. I um, was just thinking, you and I met, I don't know how many years ago now, at a retreat. Do you remember this? I do, a women's retreat. It was a women's retreat out somewhere in like around Pegram or something. Yeah, I don't remember where it was. Um, but you were, I was leading worship for the weekend, and you were one of the guest speakers. Mm -hmm. And you were speaking on adrenal glands about yeah. usually women in their forties or whatever, you know, how your adrenal glands are just shot by then. And I'm like, that's what's wrong with me. I need to go see this woman. <laughs> yeah. You were having thyroid issues or something. And well, that's what blew my mind is because I went in to see you because I thought, oh, maybe I'm having adrenal gland issues. And I thought you were going to help me. 
And when you did this whole test thing, I didn't even mention that I was having thyroid. I had just been diagnosed with Hashimoto's. I didn't even mention it. And you did your tests on me that day. And you went, have you been having trouble with your thyroid? Because this is showing a problem with your thyroid. And I was like, yes, ma'am, I sure have. I just got diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. And you were like, oh, we'll take care of that. <laughs> and you put me on some, I guess, herbal pills. I'm not even sure they were natural. Chinese herbs. Yeah, Chinese Chinese herbs. Three months later, I go to my doctor and my thyroid is perfect. And he, he was like, what did you do? And I told him, and he was like, of course he was one of those doctors that was no, 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 that's not what happened. You, that didn't help. <laughs> well, you want to tell me what did happen? Then? <laughs> and he had no answers for me. And he was trying to put me on Synthroid. And I think that was like 12 years ago, Leslie. That's a long time ago. And I remember telling you, I say, well, we can fix this as long as you do what I tell you to do. And yep. he said, I will. And you were, you're like my poster client because, you know, you had to go off of gluten and all these other things. And you did great. I so did. The hard work in it. And you made it happen. So. I did. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was like, all right, I'm just going to trust this because I did not want to be on Synthroid the rest of my life. And I'm so glad that I didn't let him put me on it because I've never had any problems again. He told me he must have misdiagnosed me. I remember that. <laughs> and, um, you know, if I hadn't gone to you and double checked all of that, I would have just taken the Synthroid. And with all of the, we know there's side effects from that that cause more problems. So you were an angel for me uh, at that time and uh, really made me a believer in you know, natural remedies and natural medicines. So enough about me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear your story. So how did you get drawn in to a more natural way of healing? Well, it's a super long story, but I'll give you the very short version. Okay. Most everything. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Since we're talking about anxiety, I had my first panic attack when I was 16 years old. Oh, wow. This was back in the 80s, right? So no one knew. There was no terminology going around about panic disorder or anxiety. Like no one talked about that. And so my dad was a physician and uh, I didn't even tell him for a while because if you've had anxiety attacks, now I guess people talk about it. But back then I just thought I was losing my mind. I thought there's something wrong with me. I'm crazy. You know, <laughs> I feel like I'm dying. And uh, so I finally told him and he'd never, he didn't know what was going on. We had all these test done to check my heart. Of course, my heart was fine. Uh, and then I remember he came home with the medical journal and in there, there was an ad and it said panic disorder. Here's this new drug Xanax. <laughs> <gasps> oh no. So that, I think I was about 18 when he put me on that, uh, which didn't really help. I mean, it made it a little bit better, but, uh, it didn't stop him. I was, by the time I was a freshman in college, I was probably having four panic attacks a day and I never told anyone. So I suffered silently for many years. And and of course now, you know, that's something that we all talk about it. And, um, it's such, it's so widespread, especially now. So I, um, when I turned, I guess, 32, I'd done a lot of work therapy wise. And then I was also, learning so much about holistic medicine at the time and natural remedies. And anyway, so lots of things 
poured into helping me become free of that. And um, I had been addicted to Xanax for 16 years at that point and was able to come off of it. And I was free of anxiety. And I had a little bit of anxiety here and there, but I didn't have panic attacks for many, many years, probably 20 years uh, until last year when we heard about this crazy virus and pandemic happened and Hera was self-employed and single and um, couldn't work for eight weeks. And all my fears, you know, fear of dying, fear of not being able to breathe and fear of not having enough money and all of those things kind of just ended up right here in front of my face. And this old friend returns. Uh, and here I'm someone that teaches on this every day. I have lots of tools. I do you know practices that, that help me. And um, that's what I do for a living. And here I was going down this rabbit hole and I was in bad shape for about three or four weeks. Um, oh, wow. And then I just, I remember hearing a coach talk about Um, I I can't remember her name. I wish I could remember who it was, but it was um, embracing where you are and loving yourself in that place of anxiety. And so I got a a self-love coach. And so last year I just dove into really just focusing on loving myself in that place and kind of just looking at what I wanted my life to look at and reminding myself to focus on what I want instead of what I don't want and um, put a lot of things into practice that I hadn't had to use in a long time. And so um, doing much better, it still comes, comes and goes, I'll be honest. You know, this is, um, we're going through things that no one's ever gone through before, at least in our lifetime. And so, so many people are struggling with anxiety who've never had it before. And then those of us who've had it in the past, it's kind of returned, but it's just one of those things you just, every day you wake up and you, you're grateful that you're here and do the best we can. So well, a little bit of my story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 2020 was traumatic. I mean, absolutely traumatic for almost everybody for different reasons, maybe. And I remember you and I talking about it. We've been attending the same church for a while and we were in a women's group that was very helpful for me to kind of stay grounded. And (laughs) we would all meet on Zoom over (laughs) our coffee on Sunday mornings. And I remember you were going through that. And I remember you, you were like, what's wrong with me? I teach this, like, why can I not get a handle on it? But I was so proud of your vulnerability and your willingness to go, all right, let's work on even more ways to figure this out, you know, because I'm sure in your practice, you find that everyone's an individual, right? So certain things work for some people and maybe not for others. Right. Exactly. And you just really have to take a whole body approach. And, um, you know, my focus in the last few years, because I wasn't really dealing with anxiety anymore, has been health and wellness and nutrition and figuring out, you know, the gut brain connection, looking at fixing the gut and how it affects our brain health and, and, adrenal fatigue and all those things that I've been super passionate about and um, always drew in people with anxiety because most of the time people that have issues with their intestinal health also are dealing with anxiety or depression. It kind of goes hand in hand oh, and, yeah. um, or adrenal fatigue. A lot of people with adrenal issues are also experiencing anxiety. That's one of the things that it triggers. Um, it's just it, your brain is in that fight or flight mode. Um, and then last year I added in a, a new brain therapy, which has been amazing that just kind of 
I call it drive-through meditation. It helps get your brain to that state of meditation, which is where we can help to trigger more of the parasympathetic, which is our rest and recover instead of our sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. So, oh, wow. It, just, it takes a village. <laughs> I think it takes a village. At least it does for me. It takes a village, a very well-rounded approach to look at because everyone is so different. And mm. um, some people need several different modalities and other people do well with just one or two things. So yeah. It's funny. We're talking about this because as soon as we get done with this interview, Mike is driving me downtown and I have to go get an MRI and I, I talk about anxiety. I am severely claustrophobic. Oh yeah. And I, I had nightmares about it last. I woke up oh. at two o'clock in the morning, like yelling. Cause I was dreaming of being in, you know, I've been so stressed out about this and my stomach has been bothering me. So I understand that combination of anxiety or stress or panic affecting your gut. Yeah. Um, Now, did you ask for the open MRI? Well, I had an open MRI last year for this. uh, It's for my hip. I'm having a a hip pain that they can't kind of track down. And um, they didn't see anything in the open MRI. And they said the open MRIs don't really show their images are not as hmm. good as closed. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Yeah. And, and uh, honestly, open MRIs are not very open. I'll just say this, even if yeah. you're claustrophobic, you still, yeah. it's still a struggle, yeah. but they asked me to try the closed one. Cause they feel like they get a lot better images with a closed one. So I'm going to try it, but um, yeah, I've been like researching like ways to calm myself. So do you have a couple of tips for me? (laughs) Yeah, I've had to have several of those back and hip issues. Um, What I typically do, of course, before I go, I'll take some calming herbs, valerian root, passion flower. I'll I'll usually do several different things to just help calm my nervous system. And then, um, you know, now some of them will play music. I don't know if they still do that or some will let you listen. Mm -hmm. If they have music, that's helpful. Uh, and I usually just focus on closing my eyes before I go in, uh, and just visualizing a place. Usually for me, it's the beach, like just visualizing that I'm sitting on the beach and I just focus on my breath, taking in long, deep, slow breaths. And, Mm -hmm. um, they usually do have air blowing on you, which helps. And I just make sure I never open my eyes while I'm in there. <laughs> really? That's the key. Okay, just don't open your eyes because if you're, if you close your eyes before you go in and you just focus on not being there, like focus on something else. Like I said, for me, it's the ocean. Um, as long as I don't open my eyes, you know, and if I start to, to go to that place, I just focus back on my breath and taking in, you know, deep, long breaths and holding it and releasing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the noise is uh, very annoying, which makes yeah. it a little bit harder, but yeah, just definitely don't open your eyes while you're in there. <laughs> that's my tr- I biggest. I know that's threat. what I'm worried about though, because the, the first time I tried to have one a few years ago, they said, close your eyes. And then my panic response when I was in there was yeah. to open my eyes. And then I just was screaming. Like, I was like, get me out of here. It was horrible. And so now I'm just like, oh, I don't even know if I can do this, but I'm going to give it a shot. I've, you can I've, do it. You I've can sent do out it. text messages to everyone that was like, pray for me at one thirty today. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know, it's awful. It's awful. 
Hey girlfriends, I'm interrupting our conversation for just a minute to tell you about something really important coming up. God and My Girlfriends Ministries is getting ready for our annual Single Mama's Christmas Ministry. Last year, we were able to raise enough money to bless a very deserving single mom in our Nashville area, and it was beyond heartwarming for me to know that we, as a community of women, used our resources to lift this young mama up and let her know that other women care about her and her young boy. I know it made her feel loved and cared for and special, and I want to do it again. So this year, we want to bless two single moms. And this is where we need your help. First off, we need you to let us know if you are aware of a deserving single mom that could use a Christmas blessing from us. If you have someone in mind, please email us at gamgministries at gmail.com or just go to our website and you can contact us there. Also, we need to start raising funds. So if you want to donate towards this very wonderful part of our ministry, you can do that by going to our website and hit the donate button. And then you can let us know that this money is to be designated for the single mama's ministry. You'll be kept informed of how the money is being used and who will be blessed by your generous gift. I promise your heart will be warmed by donating to this ministry this year. So that's it. Help us find some deserving single moms and help us raise the funds. We really look forward to partnering with you this year on this. And now, back to the conversation. So you were just telling me earlier, though, that you have developed like a 12-week program to help people fight anxiety depression maybe is that all tied in there together mostly anxiety and the reason i've done that uh, i'm getting ready to launch it i've been working on it for a little while um, because there's so many people dealing with anxiety and our therapists are overwhelmed i mean if it's hard if you have a good therapist you might take you three months to get in yeah Um, you know i'm not a therapist Uh, i have a master's in counseling but i don't do counseling i'm not licensed to do that so i do more coaching and i wanted to kind of bring together all the different pieces that I use to help people uh, not only learn tools to help deal with anxiety and stress, but also teaching people where the anxiety comes from and the power of our thoughts and our subconscious mind. Um, Because a lot of us don't know those things, not anything they teach in school. Um, But if you're having anxiety and a panic attack, uh, it's generally because of something that you're thinking about. And it's usually on a subconscious level, our subconscious kind of just runs away with this, like our autopilot. Mm. It it literally has a mind of its own. And about 97% of what we think and believe and how we react all comes from our subconscious mind. And most of us aren't really aware of what's there. And it can be old things. It can be, you know, for me, it was all that old stuff came back up for me, even though I knew some things to do. And when it came up, it was like, it was 20 years ago, you know, so there's your subconscious mind doesn't know space and time and it doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. And so if you're worried about things and for me at at the beginning, I was watching the news and reading stuff on Facebook, you know, and so all that was going into my, my subconscious. And then I began to feel all this anxiety. And so a lot of that got better when I just turned all that off. I don't, I just don't. And people start having a conversation about, Oh my gosh, did you hear this? And I'll immediately say, you know what? 
we can talk about anything except the pandemic and COVID. I just can't talk about that. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not healthy for me. And so that helped, <laughs> you know, I just wanted a way and I love my wellness practice, but there's so many people coming now for anxiety and stress and needing those tools. So I thought, well, what better time to, to transition a little bit more into my coaching and allows me to do telehealth as well so people feel more comfortable not coming into the office. And, uh, and I just wanted to be able to teach people the things that I've learned in all my years personally and professionally. And I have an online course that I did a couple of years ago called the stress effect. So they'll have access to that, which is great. And that teaches you all the, um, the body side of it, you know, what foods to eat and nutrition and a little bit about adrenal fatigue and all of those things. And, and then I'm going to focus more on just helping people learn that, you know, what, what are you thinking about and what is your belief system and what things trigger you and what are, what are things that you can do and, and just incorporate all the things that I use personally and professionally, um, like Enneagram work, helping people understand their personality and how that affects the way you react to things and heart math with heart math. If you don't know about that, um, heart math Institute's amazing. They've done all this incredible research on the heart and the brain and that, that connection. And if the heart is in coherence with the brain that you can create a state of peace and calm in your body and that our heart actually controls our brain and not the other way around. Isn't that fascinating? Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's just all these wonderful things that I thought I, you know, this would be so much easier if I could get someone. And, and the reason I made it for 12 weeks is because, um, you know, I'm trying to bring in 30 years of things that I've learned personally, professionally, and I can't do that in one session. Right. And um, so I thought if I could get someone to stick with me, for three months or however long it takes them to do those 12 sessions, then I can teach them everything I know a little bit at a time and not overwhelm them and have that opportunity to help them work through what is causing their anxiety. So anyway, that that's kind of why I decided to do this. I'll be launching it probably in the next week or two. And that way I can help people that maybe aren't even in the Nashville area. And I'm also going to really reach out to that age group, 16 to 25 they are really, really struggling uh, yes. with anxiety and they, they just don't have a lot of people to reach out to. And I worked with at-risk high school kids for 16 years. So I love young people. Oh, that's um, awesome. I'll work with all ages, but I really also going to reach out to some of the schools and look for those kids who are really struggling um, because it's interesting. I would say probably 65% of people that are coming to me right now with horrific anxiety is that age group, you know, they're young and oh, they're, yeah. they're really struggling. Oh, I see it. I, I see yeah. it. There's, I mean, my youngest is 25. He's about to be 26 and he has really struggled uh, with yeah. anxiety. And I think, I mean, there's a million causes behind it. And again, everyone's different, but I know that it's sort of like my hip, you know, it's like, I've been on this anti-inflammatory and I'm like, oh, it feels better. So do I really need to go to this MRI? And they're like, you can't stay on this forever. We need to find out the root of the problem and yeah. fix the root. Right. So the same thing with anxiety, people can go take probably medicine that will keep them kind of calmer, but yeah. you're getting to the root of the problem with this, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's different for everyone. I mean, the root of my anxiety um, that I figured out after several years of therapy 
Yeah. Uh, I had all this anger that even there was there. I mean, if you know me, I'm not an angry person. Oh, um, yes, you are. You're just go- me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty laid back. Have to yeah. go lucky. Yeah, um, people are had- very laid back. <laughs> I had all this anger from my teenage years. I mean, I most teenagers are angry about something. And a lot of it for me uh, was just feeling like I had all these high expectations for myself that I Mm -hmm. put there and also my family put there and, and religion put there. And so I had all these really high expectations that I didn't feel like I could live up to. And I was really angry about a lot of things. And because I didn't know how to express my anger, I stuffed it all inside. And so it was all just coming out in the form of anxiety. So that, that was kind of my underlying one. Um, What's your Enneagram number? I'm a two. You're a two. <laughs> of course yeah. you are a helper. Yeah. So um, we tend to focus on everyone else instead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just not super healthy and it can cause a lot of anxiety. And, and so um, that was one of the reasons last year when, when it came back up, I was like, all right, I'm going to jump into some self-love. I've never mm-hmm. really focused on loving myself more than other people. And um, it was really amazing journey last year. And of course, you know, I lost my dad and both my dogs. I know you went through so much. Oh my gosh. You were breaking my heart on Sunday morning. You were just went through loss after loss. I was like, how is this woman standing upright right now? I I don't know. It was so hard. It was, but I just, I, I had to finally, for the first time in my life, decide to take care of myself and not just physically, but emotionally, spiritually, what do I need every single day? How do I love myself Mm. and put people on a back burner for a while? And honestly, I guess the pandemic gave me that opportunity because, you know, I didn't work for a long time. So there was nothing to do, but focus on myself. Right. Uh, And, and then when people started coming back, it just, they trickled in. So last year was almost a wash for me, Um, but it gave me a lot of time with myself and, you know, we, we were all pretty isolated. Some beautiful things came out of that. So now I'm, I'm a little bit better about loving people without losing myself, which helped quite a bit. (laughs) That's huge. Really? That, that is huge to be able to love other people without losing yourself. I mean, oh, I love that. Yeah. The challenge of the two. If you, if you, anyone listening knows the Enneagram and you're a two, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Well, and I'm a nine, which I thought oh. I was a two for a while, but they're very, they're very similar. They both they are, they both focus on the needs of other people, but for very yeah. different reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the core motivation is different, but the reason I asked about your number, when you were talking about anger and you were like, I'm, I was angry and I had to get down to the to the core of that is because um, the nines, I think it's the one, nine and eight. They're in the anger triad. It's all about yeah. their, their, and I'm like, I'm not angry. <laughs> I can't be a nine. I've got to be a two. I'm not angry, <laughs> but nines are angry, but they're in denial about being angry. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, well, okay. Well then there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, twos are angry too. We just focus on everyone else. So we don't have to think, have about, to think about it. You just put yeah. all your stuff aside. It's, right. Yeah. And it's so crazy. I remember my therapist telling me one time, she says, you're so angry. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> she says, Leslie, when you talk about, you know, your childhood or this or that, like your neck turns red and my throat would literally start to close up and it would be hard for me to talk. Isn't that really interesting? Um, that throat chakra just would start to clench. And 
Oh, it man. took me a year of doing anger work. I mean, going through the motions, you know, of trying to be angry, doing experiential therapy, it took a year before it even came out. It, it just, it literally, I had to just physically go through the motions of being angry. We, I, in experiential therapy kind of do role playing and I would have this fat, you know, I'd hit on a pillow and I would just laugh. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing. I don't feel anything. And she's like, just keep doing it. Just keep going. <laughs> and finally one day it came out. It's like the cork came off and man, wow. I had some serious anger bottled up. And I'll tell you, that's when I started getting free from my anxiety. It started to go away. And it's wow. when my bowels started working. And I, that's when I discovered the whole gut brain connection. I was like, oh my gosh, it's connected. Holy cow. Uh, so that was kind of my big awe moment of, wow, everything's connected. And our emotions play such a huge part of our physical health and our mental health. And, yes. um, and so that's why I focus on all of those areas um, because I'll have people come in with stomach issues and we can change their diet and you know, put them on some herbs and things that help to heal their intestinal lining. But if they have anxiety or things like that, they've had for a long time, or things they haven't dealt with. And I usually just say, well, hey, we got to dive into that. And, you know, I'll refer them out to a therapist, or we'll do some of the work that I do with, with um, NLP or heart math or whatever to kind of help unleash some of that and just really educating it. Knowledge is power. If you don't know that there's right. that connection, then you, then you don't know what to do. So yeah. I love helping people walk into awareness of how their thoughts affect their body and how their body affects their um, life. And it's all so interconnected. And of course, the spiritual piece is so important. And I have people that come to see me that aren't Christians, they don't believe in God, but, but they have a spiritual, you know, you can have a spiritual connection of some source right. uh, for them. And so we talk about that. Um, so those are all super important that you can't really ignore e any part of your body. We're just designed to, it's all designed to work together. Yes, absolutely. And I'm sure you're going to touch on in that 12 week course, you'll be touching on all of that, correct? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you have a start date for this? Um, well, I don't, I'm going to probably launch it the 1st of September. Um, but yeah, I've got my brochures are headed my way and, and oh, I've good. got my webpage up on the website for that. So, um, I'm going to be probably putting it out on social media in the next week or two. Um, and just letting people know, cause I can only take a certain amount of clients. Uh, in the beginning, because I'm still doing the brain therapy at the office, and we've been super busy there. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to start with just 10 clients at first, uh, until we can transition, and I can get some help at the office. <laughs> but, so this won't be a group 12 week, it'll be individual, it'll be individual. It, I want to take those people, whoever I have working through it, um, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to do a Facebook group because I do want to do some group things. Part of the 12 weeks will be I'll lead some group meditations, some mm. guided meditation. Mm -hmm. um, so everyone will get a chance to kind of meet each other that way. And then um, if I am able to do the Facebook group where people can kind of share things that help them and work for them. And um, so, but it, it won't necessarily be all a group that goes through it at the exact same time. 
you know, and get everyone to start on the same date and have the same right. time when they meet. Right. Um, so there, but there will be some group things. Well, I'll basically say, Hey, I've got um, a, a meditation coming up on zoom. And so everyone can join. That Jump way. in. Yeah. I guess that at least this sounds like a perfect combination of they're going to get really one-on-one yeah. specialized advice uh, from you. And, uh, and also feel part of a group where you don't feel so alone, like, okay, yeah. other people are going through this too, you know, exactly. and help each other. What's yeah. your, web, what's your website where people can go sign up for this? Um, it's under, if you go to drlesliewellness.com and go under the services drop down okay. menu, it'll be there okay. and it's called fearless. Fearless. I love that. Yeah. I wanted to pick you know, something to focus on that people want and we all want to be fearless, right? Absolutely. And we will link that in the show notes. So if anyone wants to go down and look in there, they can click right over there and find about Leslie and all of the stuff that you do and, and about this course. I think this is so fantastic that you're putting it together. Hi friends, we're taking one more quick break just to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by God and My Girlfriend's Ministries. We are a registered 501c3 nonprofit that supports women in all walks of life. Women helping women become everything that God created them to be. That's our mission. We have online book clubs, live events, weekend workshops and retreats, a single mama's ministry, and also this podcast. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, get involved in any way with any of our programs, or maybe even help support us financially by donating, you can do all of that on our website, which is GodAndMyGirlfriendsOnline.com. You can also find us on any of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and even Twitter. So reach out when you can and let us know how we can serve you or maybe someone that you know. And now, back to the conversation. Well, um, when you were just talking about how important, you know, spiritual and and the mind and all of that is together, I mean, that's sort of what we talk about here with God and my girlfriend's ministries in that we have three legs, I call them the spiritual leg, where we do believe spiritual wellness is very important to your overall health. And then, like we said, self-care, but then we also talk about how it's important relationally with friends to stay connected to one another. And those three things, if, if we can nurture those three areas, we feel like, you know, we'll be happy and healthy and whole. So in closing for this season two of our podcast, I've been asking all of our guests three questions and I'm going to start with number one for you. What is your, uh, what is your favorite spiritual practice right now? My favorite and has always been my favorite is worship. I love to worship. Oh. And so every morning uh, and several times, you know, whenever I have time, I turn on my worship music. And um, when I go walk my dog, when I'm getting ready, I have worship music playing. It's just a place that brings me so much peace mm. and connects me to God. Uh, and so that's, that's my number one thing that I do. That's a good one. Number two, what is your, what do you do to be intentional with your girlfriends or like nurture your friendships right now? 
Cause that's changed a lot with the pandemic. Everyone was like, we got to figure out ways to stay connected. It has. I make sure that I connect, whether it's, you know, I do have girlfriends I'll get together with for coffee or sometimes now, instead of going out to eat, I'll say, well, can we go for a walk so we can be outside? Yeah. Uh, or instead of, you know, I'll say, I'll get takeout and bring it to the house. So it's just the two or three of us instead of sitting at a restaurant. Um, but definitely just reaching out and, and making sure that I check in, you know, like, how are you feeling and emotionally, spiritually, physically, what can I do to help you? Um, because we all have to be in this together and be there for each other. And um, I think we've all been a little more intentional about yeah connecting and, and really just listening to each other and, and asking what people need. So that that's kind of been, I have, you know, my certain girlfriends that I check in with every week. I love that. I love that. Um, and number three, what's your go-to self-care practice right now? Your habit that you do? Um, well, I have a lot of them. As I'm you sure you do. <laughs> But every morning I have an infrared sauna, which I absolutely love. So every morning before I do anything, I jump in that sauna and, you know, it gets up to 140 degrees and it helps me just my muscles relax, you know, burn off anything. I don't want my body great to detox. And, and I, I'll do my worship there. It's 20 minutes. And that's usually when I do like a little 20 minute meditation. Mm. Um, I, I believe in the power of meditation. It's just a very incredible tool to help us, especially those of us with anxiety. And so I just take that 20 minutes in my sauna to sit and whether I'm meditating just on the sound of the noise from the, the, um, the heaters, or Mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll listen to something that just, um, whether it's a guided meditation, whatever it is, I just try to take that 20 minutes to be quiet. And that is probably the one thing I can't do without. So I travel a lot back and forth to Alabama. So I have one there and I have one here. (laughs) uh, I don't have to miss that. It's super important for me. That's right. You have been traveling a lot, going and seeing someone special down in Alabama. Look at that grin on your face. That's (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so glad. I mean, I'm so, I, just as a friend, I'm so proud of you because just like we said, you had a hard season and I watched you go through that and I watched you navigate it really beautifully and inspirationally for people watching you like you, you really got through it and to see you here on the other side of it and you're doing so well. And I know we all have struggles. No one's life is perfect. I know we're, we're all dealing with it, but it just makes me so happy to see you doing so well. And I, um, one of the things about this podcast, when I started it, it's like, I want to showcase and spotlight women that I think are doing amazing things to make this world a better place. And you are definitely one of those, my friend. Thanks, so Marcia. thank you for being with are me. You. Are you this awesome podcast. You're sweet. It's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. Like I really look forward to, to talking to people. And so I'm glad other people are enjoying it too. So thanks again for your time. And I You're hope welcome. we need to take a walk. We keep saying we're going to take a I walk. I know. I know. <laughs> we definitely need to do that. We'll get that. Have a great day, my friend. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Wasn't that interesting? I mean, it's amazing how many of us struggle with anxiety on, on all different levels. So 
If you are out there and you're struggling with anxiety or any other chronic issue, I highly recommend reaching out to Leslie. She sees clients on an individual basis at her Nashville location, but she also offers phone and Skype consultations for those living out of the area. She even recently helped a friend of mine with her fear of flying. I mean, come on, I'm telling you, this woman is a gem. And when she said, I don't know where it was in the conversation, but she said, I'm better now at loving others without losing myself, I wanted to cry. I mean, man, that is something I have worked on for years as well. And I'm getting there. I'm getting there. (laughs) Anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. And if you are, it would mean the world to me if you would uh, go rate and review us on your podcast platform, whichever one you listen to us on, whether it's Apple or Spotify. And also, if you could share some of your favorite episodes on your social medias, that would help others find us. And that would be so awesome. We're also looking for some sponsors to help us keep doing this work. So if you have a business or you know someone else that does and you'd like to be featured on our podcast, please reach out. We would absolutely love to partner with you. You can reach out by um, going to our website, which is uh, godandmygirlfriendsonline.com, and there's a contact button there. So that's it. That's it for this week. I hope you'll join us next week as we are going to dive into some ways that we can enhance and nurture our friendships. We haven't done a good episode on friendships lately. So we're going to do that next week. And um, it's going to be it's a real fun conversation. So join us. And I will see you next week here on the God and My Girlfriends podcast. Until then, stay safe and be well. 